has his say, you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Well, it's a good day for singing the song, and it's a good day for moving along. Yes, it's a good day. How could anything go wrong? A good day for morning to night. Good morning, Grand Valley. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? How are you? How are you? And all those other kinds of open words. Good morning. Welcome to the show. It is 7.09 in the great Grand Valley. It's a foggy morning outside. And where I hit the fog, Bob, was pretty thick. I don't know if you had thick fog coming in or not, but it was... uh, uh, it was significant fog this morning, so be aware of that. It was uh, foggy when I got in the car, Howard. You know, when I looked outside uh, to even start the morning uh, going up the steps, it was really, really foggy. So, yes, uh, I would say extra heavy today. And it felt cool. Now, I, the first thing I noticed when I w- walked out the door were the t- birds tweeting. Tweet, 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 the birds. I you weren't in Fish Creek, were you? It's going to be... <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a beautiful day, I thought. You know, birds are tweeting. Then I said, oh, man, it's foggy. It's cool. Uh, 63, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 61 at the Highlands. 63 in Elm Grove. And 62 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Going to be a clear day today. Temperatures will get up to around 82, according to Adam, over the Big 7. Uh, clear skies much of the week. Clear skies tomorrow. A little rainy morning tomorrow. But other than that, clear skies, 75 for the high tomorrow. Clear skies, 80 on Saturday and Sunday, up to 87 degrees, so pushing 90. Uh, actually, come Monday of next week, looks like the high will be 90. So it's a cool morning this morning, but over the next several days, it's going to be uh, going to be warming up. So take and again, foggy. Take care while you're out there. A couple of things we're going to do today. Got a busy one. I got a what Steve Harvey always say. Got a good one for you. Uh, a couple of busy uh, items coming up today. Uh, Kansas newspaper office was recently raided by law enforcement for what the editors say was no apparent reason. The law enforcement cops came in, took their computers, took their files and everything. Uh, WVU journalism professor Joe Jones is with us to talk about some of the ethical issues in journalism this story raises. Physicist and author Dr. Robert Forshan thinks America's power grid can be too easily disrupted. He's with us to talk about his concerns over EMP weapons and how we'd survive such an attack. Our good friend, the bishop, Bishop Daryl Cummings, coming in, previewing his annual back-to-school giveaway event, which is coming up this weekend. And in a minute or two, Bob and I will talk about where do Americans want to travel to? We got part two of a survey that we gave you yesterday. So that's what I have for you. What do you have for Bob and I? Uh, you can text us or call us. Frio Stack Auction Service text line 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600 as uh, the text line. Or you can use the Frio Stack Auction Service phone line 304-232-8255. How much of the newspaper story have you gotten into so far, Howard? Which oh oh I, I've good the bit raid. Of, yeah no I've been following a good bit yeah it, and it's a sad story and I'm sure we'll get into that later but uh, the the owner of elderly woman who was in really good died, health died uh, when they raided uh, the the offices she took it so hard you're right she died she actually died and so there'll be a lot more to the story it's just it's just not a, as far as did they go too far first right amendments that type of thing this woman died. But the, the KBI, Kansas Bureau of Investigation, has now said they are investigating the incident. But what's interesting is the KBI has declined to say if they are investigating law enforcement for exceeding their boundaries or if they're investigating the newspaper for something. So this story has got a lot of different tentacles and uh, Joe Jones uh, teaches, among other things, ethics and journalism, so he's going to join us today. Uh, the name is familiar to you. He was with us to talk about Fox News a number of months ago when the Dominion case came up. So that should be uh, interesting. I've been trying to, to, to follow that story as close as I can, Bob, but it acts as a little bit complicated. It's a little convoluted. You know, why in the world are they uh, – why did they raid this place? It has something to do with – they think that the newspaper got – newspaper ran a story about a – I think it's a council member or some, no, a businessman who had a DUI. And newspaper man says that the only way they could have found that out is by invading his private records. And so the, the raid was to see if they had 
been going into private information they shouldn't go into. Um, again, it, it's a it's a convoluted story, complicated story. We'll talk about it coming up a little bit later on this morning. Seven thirteen here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I don't know how you and I forgot this, Bob. I do not know how we let this slip by. We have talked multiple times over the last several weeks, even yesterday. We talked about hot dogs, right? Love hot dogs, yeah. You went to Gula's one day this week. There were a lot of us talking about memories of Louis' hot dog. Uh, talking about on uh, Thursdays, Uncle Pete's has something close to the old Louis hot dog. And uh, we were talking about, you know, that, that once upon a time there weren't too many hot dog places, now there are more, and so on and so forth. How could we forget one of the important ones that listens to us every morning? Wiener Wednesday at Neely's. I completely forgot, Howard. I completely forgot. I saw a piece about, I saw Neely's posting it online yesterday and i did the door hit my head you gotta be kidding me we're talking about all the fine hot dog places and neely's has them especially on wiener wednesdays well my problem is you know I, since you know windsor manor days i don't go there as often for lunch but we you know we always did something different there we always did sandwiches or chicken, chicken. really yeah, good chicken, chicken. Baby. give it the chicken but i'll have to remember <laughs> hot dogs howard i totally forgot about that what do they have on monday i know that's a taco tuesday uh wiener I, I think that's their biggest one wiener taco wednesday. tuesday i forget what the rest of them are but anyway um to our good friends at neely's who i know most many of them listen to good us, morning i am really sorry and you should have texted or called reminded us when we talk about hot dogs you should have reminded us, Wiener Wednesday. I just, I felt bad about that, so I want to make sure that uh, we talked about that. Our friend Alan from Neffs, who listens to us all around the world, has um, raised, raised a little, um, it was a little concerned we didn't give all the proper information on Hawaii yesterday. Here's Alan's comment that he posted on my Facebook page. You're giving outrage without background, referring to Hawaii. Zipper merging at the merge point is more efficient, getting all vehicles through in less time. That has to do with the uh, interchange troubles that we talked about earlier this week. Uh, which, by the way, I get so sick and no, no offense, Alan, I get so sick and tired on Facebook. There are always people who are just, they know how to drive. I, you know, the problem today is if people would just learn to use the zipper method. The arrogance in that. No offense, Alan. No offense. Uh, but so that so he's telling us that the zipper method would have would solve the problem. Now I point out I don't think those backups there was no backup yesterday by the way, so the tree trimming must have been done I guess. Well I guess there was a little bit. Oh was there? I yeah, didn't see any. Yeah, a little bit. Okay, but I, but I, you're I, right. Nothing uh, nothing like uh, the day before or or that. But I checked uh, the cameras multiple times and I didn't see any. So maybe it was a timing thing. But at any rate, point I made out another point I made to Alan in responding to his comments is. I don't think those backups on uh, I-70 and 470 have anything to do with merging. It's not a merge issue. It's not that people aren't merging properly. It's that they're, the damn tree trimming is backing things up. So it's not really a use the zipper I totally disagree with you on that because Jerry was right. If you get on in Elm Grove, let's say the second uh, exit there in Elm Grove, it's going to be a little bit back. You're just not going to go zoom right up on. But once you get past the merge... You've got it made, Howard. So the merge is where the problem is. 470 and 70 coming together, that's exactly where the problem is. Well, I think if you get on there, it's at uh, the second exit, second exit, what, second entrance, whatever we call that, yeah, that uh, that you get. Um, that helps. But you, now watch, everybody's going to try to avoid it, and they're going to, then the Elm <laughs> Grove is just going to be a mess. You're, just, you're closer to the tree trimming, so you just get past the tree trimming faster. And finally, uh, Alan says the Lahina fire disaster out in Maui, is one very small area of Maui. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, that's, that's true, although there are other parts of Maui that also were on fire, but the, the big destruction was in that Lahina area. Um, the population re relies 80% of their income on tourism. Are you advocating no tourism to Maui at all? No, that's not what we're advocating. But I think there's a certain amount of um, lack of grace when tourists are out there trying to do touristy things while people are trying to climb out of their houses you know and i always agree with alan but i don't know if i'm going to on this one because i just thought it was disrespectful and and, and you're I right agree. that that is the the lifeline but i think sometimes you just got to take a break can we squeeze mark in we've been playing a phone tag with mark here the last couple of days and i think he wants to vent a little bit about the uh, 470 issue good morning mr mark morning howie can you hear me okay yeah i hear you fine okay uh i was stuck in that monday on 470 bridge 
and I just wonder how much weight one of them bridges can hold. There were probably <laughs> 40 tractor trailers on that bridge. Who knows how many cars? And were you and were you doing the bounce, the bridge bounce? You know when you're on the. Oh. <laughs> boom, it boom, was boom. a boom, ba boom. Yeah. You got it. Makes you wonder, don't it? Uh, listen, every time I'm on one of those bridges with a bunch of cars, or the ramps coming off the bridges, and I feel myself bouncing around, I'm thinking, I remember the days on the suspension bridge when it collapsed. You know, I don't remember them myself, but I, mean, I remember there was a time when that happened. So, uh, right. yeah, that's that's a, that's a good question. It's not just traffic jam, uh, traffic tie up, right. but it's uh, you know, is there a safety issue there? That's a good point. I mean, it was, every lane was packed. And then. How long were you in traffic on Monday? I was lucky. I was able to get off at uh, Bethlehem. Okay. Probably 20 minutes. Okay. Well, that, uh, a lot of people did that, yeah. The traffic got backed up in Bethlehem because everybody was getting off. Well, and then the problem for those of us who were down at the bottom of Bethlehem Hill trying to get out from East Cove Avenue there was no break in yeah. the action because everybody was just zoom, zoom, zoom right down the hill, and you had no, exactly. no break in the action. Yeah. And, and Mark, the delay with the, the with the tree trimming, yes, that's causing it. But isn't the merge really the problem? When you go from four lanes, two of four seventy, two of seventy, funneled into one, what do they expect? Yeah, I think you, you know? just hit yeah. it on the head. Yeah, I mean, what do you expect? <laughs> What's the gridlock? Yeah. What is the problem here? I mean, all right, I merge. Okay, that's fine. Is it just poor planning? Is it just poor, too much all going on at one time? Is that what's happening here? Well, they had the painting of the bridge. Yeah, it's just bad timing, very bad timing. And, and I know you got to do it when, the, when you have, A, the weather, and frankly, most importantly, they do these projects when the money becomes available. I get it. But it just seems to me like, you know, there's got to be a better way to time the project so that you don't have all of them going on at one time. Yeah, it, it's all weather. You know, it's, they say you've got to make hay when, it, when the sun shines. So. I, I hear you. Uh, I hear you. Hey, one question. Ask Mr. McCabe for me, would you please? Yes. How could I be getting my Thursday evening paper... At 6.30 a.m. this morning. Well, look, you get your Sunday paper on Saturday, so, uh, <laughs> or, or whatever they do. So, I, you know, I, I have not talked to John about this, but I would suspect that probably the single biggest problem facing the newspaper industry today is getting, the, pa- is getting the papers delivered to the homes, you know? But, yes. Well, Hello. Sounds like you got one tree there, Mark. We'll let you go. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. You know, um, back in our day, Bob, um, we had all the we had newspaper boys, newspaper boys, and some were girls. And the ones that are really good at their job, I mean, you, hot off the press. I mean, the ink, you had to be careful. The ink wasn't dry yet. It's not like that today. I mean, it's hard to find a paper. Cool. Again, I have to go out of my way. You know the routine, Howard. I pretty much gave given up. Uh, can't find one in the morning. We have. We do get. My my wife wants the. You know, I I subscribe because I do think the paper is important. Uh, but I I subscribe. But I do all my checking of the paper online. Nancy likes to have the paper in her hand, especially in the evening. She does the crossword puzzle, and you know she likes to look through things, and uh, so she prefers the hard copy uh, there. And we and I tell you what, the guy who delivers our newspaper. Uh, is is pretty good, but he, you know nowadays he's a guy. He comes, he drives around in his car, and I think he has like seven different areas. Not like the old days when Bobby would go down to the Elm Terrace Shopping Center, pick up his forty-two papers, roll them, put him in his uh, bike basket, and just go up and down the street and throw them on the door. It just it isn't like that anymore. And I, I haven't talked to John about this, but I would venture to say that finding carriers and getting papers delivered to homes is probably the single biggest, if not the one of the biggest problems that the newspaper industry has. Well, no, it makes sense. You know, those days that McKay backs out at the last minute, Johnny does it all down there. He, pr- he probably has to get the papers out. <laughs> could be. I'm sorry, Howard, I can't do the radio show. When I say he's doing newspapering, he I is. was always thinking he was out, like, covering an important story. You're right. Maybe he's he, he picked up picked up a bunch of papers. And, and John, if you're delivering those papers, do you roll them like they did in the old days? Could you roll the papers those ways, Bob? Did you ever? Oh, I'd throw them, yeah. I'd you had to use my arm, absolutely. I used to. I used to enjoy. I never had a route, but I helped. I had friends who had routes, and I would go with them. But I used to love to roll the papers up that special way, you know, and t- toss them on the. 
For those who don't remember, we even had, there was even a video game called Paperboy. And the game was about, a, it was a video game of a guy on a bicycle going up and down the street throwing, throwing papers on the porch. Oh, so your version, the Paperboy didn't actually murder anybody, Howard? It wasn't one of those games? No, didn't no, steal no, a car no, or anything no, like that? No, no, this was long before they brought guns into the video games. Just the, uh, That's uh, no fun, Howard. We're not going to play that. Sometimes the Paperboy in the video game, when he would throw his paper on the porch, would miss the porch and hit the window. Crash. Oh, that little <laughs> rascal. <laughs> that, that would be it. 724 on the uh, Watchdog Morning Show. Um, coming up, uh, Taylor Long has Ohio Valley headlines. We've got Adam and uh, Adam with weather and Bob with sports. And later on, uh, quite a few things I want to talk about, including that uh, Kansas newspaper ride. 724 and what did I say? 60, about 63 degrees uh, this morning on the Watchdog Morning Show. On the last talk line on Metro News, Joe White, Executive Director of the West Virginia School Service Personnel Association. Shortages of cooks, of maintenance people, of bus drivers as school gets underway. So many. Uh, Hoppy, and I'm sure you've heard this before. So many people are retiring. They're just saying, listen, I'm out of this. I've had enough. We have to do this, 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 and this. But they don't respect us. They don't pay enough. Keep up on what's happening in West Virginia Talk Line. Weekdays at 10.06 on this Metro News radio station. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Over the years, you've brought opioids into your home. They helped when you were in pain and you held on to them just in case. But holding on to opioids puts your family at risk. Learn more at www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. Hail WV. Off the left side, he'll go in untouched. Touchdown, West, West Virginia. Virginia. He's There's a confidence this team has. There's a hunger that this team has. And he's in. It's a touchdown to the end zone. And it is a great day to be a Mountaineer wherever you may be. The season starts Saturday, September 2nd on the official radio home for Mountaineer football. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care right here at home. Developing new and exclusive services, recruiting top surgeons. We embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, pioneering medical care, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care, right place, right time. On FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video. We are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. When you live in the country, everybody is your neighbor. On this one thing you can rely. <laughs> They'll all come to see you and never ever leave you saying you Come to see us by and by. Sing it out. Y'all come. 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 Oh, y'all come to see us now and then. Whoever thought you'd love country music the way you do, Howard? You got me pumped here today, pal. I love this. Y'all, is that Loretta Lynn? No, it's a female singer by the name of Connie Smith. Oh, okay. That Loretta, Loretta Lynn sound to it. Y'all come, y'all come, y'all come to see us by and by. That's kind of our theme song. Y'all come, spend some time with us here on the Watch Talk Morning Show. 727, 27 after the hour. Not my intent, it was not my design to uh, begin to, uh, you know, pick on poor John McCabe in the newspaper. That was not my design, didn't intend to do that. Oh, no. However, I do know we received a, a text this morning saying, Football preview is not in today's newspaper. It's the only day of the year I buy the paper. 
It is, it is right. The Thursday before the start of this is usually football preview, is it not? I, uh, forever. I mean, for um, really, decades, uh, and people look forward to that. So that, that could be a problem. What time did right, Mark, Mark get it? Where's the football preview? What's but, going on? But we might have a problem. If Mark just got yesterday's paper today, there's maybe look point. for it tomorrow, Jerry. There's a, there's, there's, there's a good point. I'm, I'm kind of jabbing McCabe a little bit because um, last night, right around midnight, my wife says it's sleepily from bed. You just got a mess. You got a ding on your phone, and it's McCabe, and he's making fun of one of the guests I've got coming up. That goes, "Whoa, this is a pretty crazy guy you got coming up," and he's telling me why this guest is all goofy. So yeah, you want to make fun of my guests? Well, I will make fun of yours. Uh oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Texter says it is in the paper. What does that mean? I think it means Jerry got third or Wednesday's paper. Yeah, you got to look at the date, Jerry, before you put your quarters in there. <laughs> uh, all right, it says sorry, fat fingers. Okay. Oh man, you got me all fired up on a. You know, I'm looking for something to get to McKay back because he was he was jabbing me last night via the text message. I thought I could get John. Never mind. The previews are there, everybody. The previews. The you, pre- you just how many quarters you need. <laughs> the previews are there, and of course, football previews have been uh, continuing to run on the Big Seven. They started mm-hmm. at what? A week ago Monday, this yeah, I think maybe a week ago Monday, and they're they're continuing to to run the uh, TV seven football previews as well, and we are not running any previews, but we're getting ready. We right this very minute we will preview for you. A big football weekend kicking off this weekend. It really is, Howard. We were waiting. I know I've been waiting, and it's here. We'll kick it all off uh, this Friday, tomorrow, from uh, noon to 3. The Pine Room boys kick it all off at Gumby's in Elm Grove. And really, they're really going to do it right. Uh, Lots of discounts. We want you you to stop, but we understand if you just want to ride by and and blow your horn in support. We'd uh, really appreciate that. And then we're talking Friday. We're talking Friday. Uh, our Friday walkthrough gets underway from 3 to 5. All the guys will be in studio. Brett Clough, Jerry Ames, Scott Nolte, and Mark Heinerman all here. Then we'll take a little break, Howard. We'll play the Channel 7 News. A March hey, 4th that? trial. Hey, we shut up. Hey, those ABC guys <laughs> haven't jumped into us for a while. Thanks, guys. Welcome back, guys. Nice to see you as you pop in where you're not supposed to. All we'll right. take a little break. Maybe we'll get ABC News in here. We'll get Channel 7 News in. We'll take a break, and then we'll head down to Fleming Field. Jerry Ames and Mark Heinerman. Kick off at 7 o'clock. We'll get on the air right around 645, and we'll bring you all the action. Kicking it off this Friday, Martin's Ferry and Shadyside House. And this is the kickoff weekend, and that same formula will continue all season long with uh, the Pine Room Boys every Friday, noon to 3, at one of the area Gumby locations. Probably when John Marshall is playing, they'll be down in Marshall County. Otherwise, they might be out in Elm Grove or some other places. But uh, every Friday, noon to 3, the Pine Room Boys at a – Gumby's location, so that'll be kind of fun. Uh, make that a regular part of your Friday uh, routine. And wherever the boys are, drop by, say hi. As Bob said, if nothing else, honk your horn at him. And then, um, uh, and then, and then the walkthrough will be every Friday afternoon. And then next week, a week from this Friday, this Friday is the OVAC game, uh, Martin's Ferry Shady Side. Then next week, it's uh, the beginning of our sort of our regular season coverage. Yeah, you absolutely got it right, Howard. And then a week uh, when Central will be out in Elm Grove again, and then the following week will be John Marshall's opener, and then we'll be right down there. And what is that road I couldn't think of the other day, Howard? Uh, Walmart. You, uh, you mean the one that's right by Walmart? Right by Walmart. What do they call that See, road? See, that is um, – well, that's uh, – it's a Walmart drive. That's it. Walmart drive right down here in Marshall <laughs> County. Uh, that's where we'll be when John Marshall opens up. So uh, look for us at your Gumby's right there in your neighborhood. It's going to be fun. We are, it, it's, just, it's a fun time around here. We hope that you all feel the excitement and the fun that we do here. Now, i got to say, it's a lot of hard work. And going to give you a ton of credit, Bob. A lot of this coordination goes to, to you and, uh, and Donnie Gilbert a little bit and so on. So, uh, But I'll tell you what. Um, we're having fun. We're having fun here. We're just starting. And hopefully that you all will have fun with us all season long. And don't forget, again, I push this all the time. If you uh, are not in the immediate listening area of one of our two, st- one of our four stations, uh, then remember you can listen online, watchdognetwork.com, online listening, tune in radio, online listening, uh, and be sure and tell your out-of-town you know, relatives, friends, neighbors, you got grandma who lives in uh, in Florida, down in the villages now, who just wishes she could hear how her grandson Bobby is doing in his in his football game. Just tell him to tune in 
to thewatchdognetwork.com or use TuneIn Radio. They can listen wherever they are, anywhere in the world. Mom and them can listen anywhere. Mom huh? and them. Mom and them. Exactly right. All right. Uh, 7.32, 28 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Our good friend, Reverend Cummings, Bishop Cummings, is coming in in the, um, in the 8 o'clock hour of the show. I noticed when he reached out to me this week, he said, Howard, this is Pastor Cummings. And I, I don't want to criticize him because he can call himself what he wants to. But I want to go, excuse me, sir. You are now Bishop Cummings. Hey, better not say in front of me. I will correct him, Howard. <laughs> so Bishop Cummings coming in in the 8 o'clock hour of the show. Uh, he's always, it, we'll talk about the upcoming uh, uh, back-to-school event. But I just I just get a great, great kick out of talking to, to Bishop Cummings. There's just always something he and I can get into that's, that's just a lot of fun. So stick around. We'll have some fun with that coming up later on. But right now, 7.33, 27 till the hour, a foggy day roaming around 63 degrees or so here in the upper Ohio Valley. It's time for Ohio Valley headlines from the WTRF-TV7 Newsroom and Taylor Long. Good Thursday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this August the 17th. House Bill 125 is now law in the Mountain State. It provides a tax credit back to everyone who has paid taxes on their vehicles. All West Virginians who own a vehicle will receive a full dollar-to-dollar -dollar refund for personal property taxes. This bill resolves some confusion among taxpayers who choose to pay their property bill tax as soon as they receive it. Now, all motor vehicle property taxes due in 2024, but paid in 2023, may be claimed as a credit on a taxpayer's 2024 income tax. More details can be found at WTRF.com. And the Barnesville Water Department is replacing a main water valve on Cary Avenue this morning. The replacement was being installed overnight to minimize inconvenience to residents. Water service will be turned off for this repair. Affected areas include Cary Avenue, the upper part of Hills, South Highlands, and the upper part of Hudson Dewey. A 48-hour boil order will also go into effect once the water is restored. Staying in Belmont County, coming up on September 3rd, it will be eight years since the potential Belmont County ethane cracker plant project was first unveiled to the public. The announcement held in the Belmont County Commission Chambers was hauled as a huge project for the area's economy as well as the state's. A tremendous amount of site prep work was done in Delhi's Bottom where it was to be built. But since then, PTT Global gained and then lost a partner in the venture and things became stalled. The Belmont County Commissioners, however, are still not writing it off. Commission President J.P. Dutton says the county is fortunate to have such an ideal site for a project like this, all prepared and ready for construction. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Thursday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. Trio and Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. From estates to business liquidation, antiques, coins, firearms, real estate, and more. We're also certified appraisers. Trio and Stack can handle it all. Call us now for a free outside consultation. 304-233-3168. Or visit FrioAndStack.com. Licensed in West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Frio and Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. Barstool Rough and Rowdy Brawl returns to Wheeling's West Bagel Arena August 18th. Featuring up to 20 fights, including several five-round fights. Bobby Lights Out Lane, Michael Make It Happen Brown, Hot Wheels, Wharf Champion Lightning, Jeremy Smith, The American Redneck, The Polish Hammer, Strawberry Cowboy, and more. It's Barstool's Rough and Rowdy Brawl August 18th at Wheeling's West Bagel Arena. Welcomed by Bush Light, the Wheeling Ohio County CBB, and Jill's Gentlemen's Club. Fighters and Ring Girls, sign up at joinrnr.com. Buy tickets at westbankoarena.com. Who wants craft beer? Saturday, August 19th, the Mountaineer Brewfest brought to you by Wheeling Island Hotel Casino Racetrack is back at Wheeling Heritage Port, showcasing craft beers from West Virginia's finest brewers. With great food, live entertainment, and many more craft beer selections in our beer garden, it's a wild and wonderful time, and you don't want to miss out. Proceeds benefit the Family Service Upper Ohio Valley. Get your tickets now at mountaineerbrewfest.com. Great conversation continues now on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. With Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Remember when I was a lad, times were hard and things were bad, but there's a silver lining behind every cloud. 
Just poor people, that's all we were, trying to make a living out of Blacklander. But we'd get together in a family circle, singing loud. Daddy sang bass. Mama sang tenor. Me and little brother would join right in there. Singing seems to help a troubled soul. One of these days, and it won't be long, I'll rejoin them in a song. I'm gonna join the family circle at the throne. You know, this, uh, Johnny Cash, that's when country was country, Bob. You know That's country heart. Yeah, now that's when country was country. Johnny Cash was the, the man in black, the epitome of country. You know, when he stro- strode the stage at the Capitol Music Hall with, uh, with uh, the Jamboree USA, which he did uh, on occasion, uh, he is, I mean, that was country music at its, at its finest. Look, I, country music, I'm not a giant fan. And, and some of the contemporary music I like, contemporary country music, but I hear that and I'm reminded about what country music really was, you know? I watched a show the other day in my research and it put chills on me. They were talking country music, and this is the 60s. They mentioned uh, the Grand Ole Opry and Howard. As soon as they, they said, and don't forget the Jamboree in yeah. West, Wheeling, West Virginia. I mean, it was like at that time, I'm pretty sure the Jamboree, Branson hasn't really, hadn't really picked up, and you had the Louisiana uh, Hayride. But was, Wheeling was, was right there with the Grand Ole Opry. It was barely number two. It was, I mean, it, it was almost number one. I mean, number one was the Grand Ole Opry uh, out of Nashville. But Wheeling Jamboree was right up there. I mean, absolutely right up there with, with, the, with the Grand Ole Opry. And country performers, back when country was country, uh, it, to come to the Capitol Theater and perform was the epitome of their career. And Howard, you and I remember, and every, a lot of people remember, uh, they would do two shows. They would do the matinee, and, and the line would be around the block, and yeah. then they would do it again on Saturday night, and they would broadcast that one uh, on the 50,000 watts. So it was, it was awesome. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, but times change. Like everything else, Howard, it's oh, all gone. It's, you, know, it's, uh, you and I live in the past too much, but uh, times change. However, the Capitol Theater is still... Um, Alive and kicking, doing some great things. Jerry Seinfeld's coming back. Him and uh, Frank O'Brien must really be buddies. <laughs> I went to see Seinfeld twice. This will be his third time here. I went to see him the two times previous. Um, great. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Seinfeld. So, uh, But this time, my, my son and daughter and I want to go. So they've never seen Seinfeld. They want to go see him, which means that we will be Teddy watchers that night. So we won't be able to go. But that's okay. We've seen him twice. He's uh, uh, there. And the tickets are on sale now. Maybe not. I think they go on sale I have to double check because when they go on sale, they'll probably go sell, sold out very quickly. If I remember correctly, and I could be wrong, so if I could be wrong. If I remember correctly, the last time Seinfeld was here, his show sold out so quickly that they did add a second show. Talking about adding two shows up there, I, 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 could, I think I'm right about that. They added a second show for uh, for Seinfeld. If uh, Frank Costanza was going to be there with him, Howard, I'd buy a ticket. But uh, <laughs> Frank is long gone, so I won't be I won't be there. You know, this would never happen. Wouldn't it be neat to have a little touring company of the the of the Seinfeld I would go. gang? Absolutely. You know? uh, a lot of them are gone, though, Howard. You have to check and see which ones have checked out and which one can still get around. But the main, all the main characters are there, right? You got yeah, the, but they 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 didn't do it for me. I like the I like the secondary characters. Who's like with Newman? I, Frank Costanza. Just looking at Frank Costanza, I just I just start laughing. Yeah. All right, 741, 19 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It uh, was a mighty, mighty foggy morning when I hit uh, the car. That, well, I didn't hit the car. I should be careful about that. When I got in my car this morning to drive uh, to drive downtown, and uh, I guess it's going to be that way for a little bit, but we might have a better day once the fog burns off. Let's get all those details from Adam Fike over at the Big 7, WTRF-TV and Storm Tracker 7. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Howard. I think if you have to hit the car to be able to drive, you might need a new car. Yeah, yeah. That's that's you know, if if I had if, if there was any if I hit the car, that's when my wife would finally say, and if not she, my kids would say, "That's it, Dad. Turn in the keys." So no, I didn't hit the car. What I meant was I got in the car and began to drive. I stepped outside this morning, and I expected it to be a beautiful sunny morning because. As soon as I stepped outside, I heard the birds just tweeting. It was just a it was a bird-filled morning this morning. Tweet, 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 tweet. Oh, this is great. The birds are out. But then I looked at the sky, and it was really, it was super foggy. Now, I don't know if that fog is lifting now or not, but uh, about an hour and a half ago or so, it was very, very foggy outside. Oh, yeah, no, it's starting to lift. Like, 
you literally just said an hour ago during the beginning of the 6 a.m. show, half of the traffic cams you couldn't even see. You couldn't see the roads on Washington Avenue, Elm Grove, Two Mile Hill. You can see them now, so that shows that it is lifting. But above that is plenty of sunshine that likely stays with us through the day. So when the fog does eventually burn away, it's going to be clear and sunny, yes? Not completely clear. Quote, pretty close, but not completely clear. But the main story is it's going to be sunny throughout the day. All right, sunny throughout the day today. Um, into the low 80s, I think? Yep, most of us should be between that 80 to 82 range. Might see your spotter to get stuck in the upper 70s. Most of us, like I said, that 80 to 82 range. Uh, so then as we move ahead to tomorrow, we might see a little bit of morning rain, right? I'm, it's more so an overnight rain. Okay. Anything we see is mainly going to move between midnight to 4 a.m. So by 5, 6 a.m., all that rain is out of the area. It will be back to pretty much mainly clear skies throughout the day tomorrow. But, though, stuck in the mid-70s. Yeah, not quite as not quite as warm, but that's okay. We're we're in the seventies are, are my perfect temperature range. Seventy two, seventy three, seventy four, seventy five. That's my perfect temperature range, so I can love that. Tell me what the weekend's looking like. Saturday, I would Friday and Saturday are the better days. Saturday, seventy eight, clear skies. Sunday though, we keep the sunshine, but we'll really start to heat up. Most of us in the mid eighties come Sunday, but come Monday though. Everyone likely will be in the upper 80s, even a few spots that could push the 90s, but still sunny. Yeah, we talked yesterday, you and I, about the, you, since the, we're going to back to school week next week, and now the temperature's starting to ratchet up again. So the so the uh, wee ones can get into those classrooms and be hot. Yeah, unfortunately, not looking to change. We'll stay that way as well through, actually, through Wednesday next week. So, unfortunately, while it's been cool, I don't want to say cooler because it hasn't been cooler. 80s and upper 70s are still warm. But your summer-like temperatures are what we're going to see for that first week of school for a lot of kids. And you know what, Adam? I'm not even, you know, worrying about it too much because uh, September's right around the corner. I mean, I, I, I thought we had a pretty average, maybe even a mild August. I mean, we're only halfway through it. But, okay, bring it on. You know, how much how much heat can we take? I, we don't want to say that too loud, do we, Howard? Well, yeah. Let me, why don't you ask the people in Phoenix about that, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, Adam. Maybe never mind on that one, too. <laughs> By the well, way. Bob, you got to be careful what you wish for. You never know what's going to Don't come. I know that, Adam. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> you, uh, you motivated me yesterday since you guys had uh, McDonald's for your Wednesday breakfast at the Big Seven. Um, I got out of here early yesterday, and had, so McDonald's was still open. So I grabbed McDonald's breakfast, and uh, Bob, turned out it was actually it was a good breakfast. It was really a good breakfast. I had uh, sausage egg McMuffin. Um, they had no breakfast burritos. They were out of breakfast burritos. <laughs> that's what I was looking forward to, but that's okay. So I had two sausage egg muffin, uh, 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 two sausage and egg muffins. It was good. It was good, and a and a hash brown. So it does work, Adam. When you and the crew are eating your breakfast on television, it makes everybody else want McDonald's. So way to go! I was going to stop at McDonald's on my way home, and I forgot. So then I got home, and I well, you know, then I well, then I asked Nancy to go pick up the pick up the food, <laughs> which <laughs> which she did. So at least I had my uh, McDonald's, but it was good because you know sometimes fast food places I just never know anymore. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. I'll tell you what, this was perfect. The the egg McMuffin was absolutely perfect. Uh, perfectly toasted muffin food was it was uh, really good now my wife said she could tell they had just made it i mean it was it was fresh when she made it so that was good anyway you motivated me to go eat yesterday adam so that's uh, that's very good all right my friend 63 is what i'm looking at the wheeling ohio county airport 62 at the highland 63 in elm grove and 62 degrees here at the robinson auto group studios downtown wheeling in the heart of the ohio valley still a bit of fog out there but it will uh, eventually fade away, and then we'll have a uh, clear and sunny day today. Adam, appreciate the time, as always, my friend. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Talk to you then. Thank you. 746, 14 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Frio Stack auction service text line and hotline open and available, 304-232-8255. The, text, the uh, hotline, 304-214-1600, is the uh, text line. Uh, we were talking earlier about the newspapers and um, – we get we, what do we get? How does it work on the weekend? We get the Sunday news register Saturday morning on Saturday. Yes. Right. Okay. All right. 
And I understand it. And a lot of across the this is not like some Ogden thing. This is done. A lot of papers across the country are going to this. It's just uh, it's you know I mean t- times are tough in the newspaper industry as they are in so many of the uh, media industries. So. Uh, I get it. I don't. I I laugh about it. I joke about it. I think it's funny. You get your Sunday paper on Saturday, but but I understand it, and it does create some logistical problems because you can't get your uh, NFL. You can't get your uh, Saturday night scores until Monday. So I I get all of that. Um, but anyways, in conjunction with all of that, uh, uh, text line three zero four two one four sixteen hundred. Why don't they just go to one paper, save money and save carriers? You know, we are lucky. The fact that the home base of the Ogden chain is here in Wheeling, the Ogdens have a, um, a sense of commitment to the town. There are a lot of towns that have only one paper. Pittsburgh went from afternoon just to strictly morning. You know, I think that the Ogdens feel some commitment to giving this town two papers. I like it. Yes, it's certainly true that 80% of the stories are the same evening and afternoon. Uh, but to me, it, it it still feels good to me to know there's two, 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 two papers out there. Me too. But if it came to let's have a paper seven days a week, an actual different paper, I would say let's get rid of the uh, uh, afternoon paper and let's go strictly morning and let's have a Saturday paper and let's have a Sunday paper. Where would you, when would you prefer your papers be delivered? I like it in the morning. Don't tell me something at 4 o'clock that I already, I, I heard that at 11 o'clock this afternoon because, you know, we pay attention. We hear the news. Now, some people don't. Some people, we give the news. A, for absolutely. I don't want to here at four o'clock can we score can we squeeze jerry in can we squeeze jerry in? jerry who we're squeezing to, you jerry seemed to have made an error in uh, judgment this morning with this <laughs> i will say this the first one i went to was yesterday's newspaper so there you go i almost dropped a buck 50 in there without not having a paper and that's why there would have been no uh, no uh, football preview in there yeah and uh, my favorite part is on the front page of the newspaper today 100 pages it said today's newspaper <laughs> what? It's, uh, today. Uh, including the preview. Howard. Including well, the preview. they're counting the preview. Yeah, okay. Five sections, 100 pages. Wow. That they're beating their own horn there, aren't they? Well, that's okay. I think they should, you know, look, let's be honest about it. Again, I'll sell more papers today, I believe, than oh, sure. any other time of the year. Right. No doubt. Yeah. Today's their day. Today's the day they... John McCabe goes to the bank. <laughs> Make the heavy deposit today. That's that's right. No, it's a uh, and everybody looks forward to it. Have you have you skimmed through it yet? Yeah, I've been forty five minutes already. So, um, getting really bad echo. If you can hear me, uh, you sound fine, us. So okay. Um, the traffic situation. Can we go back to that? Yeah. One thing that really helped out was the. Uh, they opened up the bridges they were working on above Arby's in the Marathon gas station. They had been sandblasting them and painting them. So what it did was take that bottleneck on 470 and 70 that was allowing that to back up. They opened those up, which allowed the, and Pierre said it this morning, the merge point was further past Elm Grove. They put the merge basically right in front of where they were cutting the trees. So somebody did something well and I'm, glad, I'm glad listen to us that's what it was that's right they listened to the watchdog morning show did you i mean do you uh, do you agree with me that a lot of our problems here in the valley with the traffic is is just poor planning we do too many things all at one time yeah this was this was the whole poor planning moment of the summer for the department of highways this is this was the worst because there was too many things going on in elm grove at one time and i've I've already, you know, I mean, had a heart attack about it on Tuesday, but the whole trimming the tree should not be done in August. That needs to be done in September, uh, October, or whenever the leaves are falling off the trees. That's when you cut down trees. You don't do it in the middle of, on the side of an interstate. So they're going to start going up seven to the two mile hill today, and there's three lanes of traffic that you can go up that way. So. Are they going to shut down the two inside lanes or the two outside lanes and leave one lane open? Or will they just shut one lane down and allow two lanes of traffic to go up the hill? Well, I don't know why they would feel a need to shut down two. I mean, I, I may I may be. Well, I'm... yesterday they did. Yesterday they did. They put orange cones almost halfway up the hill yesterday for no need at all. Zero. Now, you said there was no backup. There was a backup yesterday, and it stretched to about McDonald's. 
So you sit in traffic from about McDonald's to Middle Creek School on the interstate. Okay. Because uh, I, I didn't go out into it. All I could do was look at the, at the TV cameras uh, from Channel 7. And at the entrance point there at Exit 4, there, there was no backup there. That's where it started the last few days. Right. And yeah. Howard, uh, Jerry was right. In fact, we might want to get him a sponsor because I went 40, and then I said, oh, my God. As soon as I saw the big Dallas Cowboy emblem, I said, Jerry told me not to go this way. <laughs> the only reason I didn't get caught up in that longer, Jerry, is it rained, and I think they, they, they stopped work. But that's a real problem there, Howard. They stop in, in both directions. And they're just seem like they're working on the, the side. Is that a water break? Is that what they're doing or water line Where work? Where is this? Right next to middle, middle Creek Garage. Yeah. yeah so they're going to stop you there, too. So you can't try to avoid Two Mile Hill by going 40 now because it might be a, what, a, even longer wait, right, Jerry? And they're not, they're not, correct me if I'm wrong, Bob, you were there. They're not, uh, it's not like they're going down to one lane, one lane. No, they stop you. They stop you completely. Complete stop. A flat out stop because. It is actually quicker to take the interstate than it is to go Route 40 right now because they stop you for about eight minutes per side. So, and a guy comes out, he puts the stop sign up, and uh, there's a pilot car that literally leads everybody through. And then when all the traffic's done, they'll flip that sign and bring it back the other direction. I'm trying to remember. So, Middle Creek, are you are you before or after Billy's Bar? What I'm thinking is, you know, oh, if you stop, if you stop there, could you grab a hamburger from Billy's while you're nah, waiting? Yeah, I think by the time you get to Billy's, you're okay. Okay. Yeah, by the time of Billy's, you're already thinking about what you're going to get at the Highland. You're already food. pissed. Yeah, yeah, all you want to do is get out and try to help you. So bring your own, bring your own pizza with you. Yeah, hey, Jerry, Creek. Jerry, yeah. I got to run. No Thanks problem, for your help, Have a great day. pal. I appreciate it. Uh, six before the hour here on the uh, Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, if you want to text in, 304-214-1600. If you want to call in, 304-232-8255. They are both Frio Stack auction service lines. This is sports time, and uh, that means it's time for Slider on Sports. Thank you, Howard. Uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates completed their three-game series against the New York Mets yesterday afternoon. And guess what, Howard? They were Brian Hayes. Hayes. Man, no, well, I'll get to him in a little oh. bit. Actually, he's one of the hottest players in all of baseball, and uh, it's really fun to watch him play when he's playing well. And they were hammered by the Mets, eight to three. Pittsburgh starter Johan Oviedo gave up four runs, walked five and four plus innings. New York's DJ Stewart had a huge game. He had two home runs. That's his first multi-homer game in over two years. He made a nice throw to help nail uh, Andrew McCutcheon at home in the fifth inning. And he also robbed my new favorite player, Key Brian Hayes. Key Brian Hayes. Absolutely of an extra base hit. So, uh... Brian Reynolds stays hard, uh, hot for the uh, hot and hard for the Pirates. Maybe he <laughs> slammed a two-run homer. Uh, the box off today. They begin a three-game series Friday with the American League Central Division leading Minnesota Twins in Minnesota. The Twins lead the Cleveland Guardians. You know who they used to be, Howard? They would be Indians. Yeah, they used time. to be the Cleveland Indians. They lead them by four and a half games. The Pirates now are fifty-four and sixty-seven. Remember way back in May, Howard, when they were twenty and eight, but they are in last place now in the National League Central Division, eleven games behind the leading Milwaukee Brewers. But you know what, Howard? Tell me what. That's enough about baseball. It's what football else? season. Well, at least it is tomorrow. Uh, don't forget the Pine Room Boys at Gumby's in Elm Grove from 12 to 3. Stop. Lots of discounts tomorrow. Say hello. It's a great location right there beside 40. It's facing 40, so blow your horn. Let everybody know you're out there and that you're happy that Football Friday is back and the football uh, walkthrough is also back from 3 to 5. The guys will be here in the studio. Brett Clough, Scott Nolte, Jerry Ames, Mark Heinerman, all right here. And then from Fleming Field, Martins Ferry takes on Shadyside. Kickoff at 7 o'clock. We'll get on the air about 6.45. Jerry Ames and Mark Heinerman this Friday. And then, folks, the following Friday is is when things really pick up. We begin our coverage of both Wheeling Central and John Marshall all season long right here on the Watchdog Network. Slider on Sports Time, 7.57. Remind every single time, because I want you all to think about this ahead of time, don't forget, you can listen on air at FM 98.1, FM 97.7, AM 13.70, AM 16.00, but you also can listen online. So if you have any trouble listening over the airwaves, you're at home, you just want to listen on your uh, computer, go to watchdognetwork.com. You can listen that way. Tell your friends, your neighbors, tell your out-of-town relatives, if they want to listen to Little Bobby play football, uh, they can do that. Uh, on uh, TuneIn Radio or on WatchdogNetwork.com, and we get a lot of people doing that. I was doing a little checking this week, Bob, on the, our numbers for our uh, TuneIn Radio uh, listenership. Phew. 
It's kind of mazes you a little bit, doesn't it? It, 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 it does. It, it does. I remember when we first started, when I first started, when I said VOY, and we began with this tune-in radio thing. It was kind of new, kind of different. And I began looking at the numbers. And, you know, it's, uh, four, five, 10, 15, 25, uh, you know, uh, two, 20, almost 2,500 people last month listening on tune-in radio. Absolutely. Which is just uh, phenomenal. And we appreciate that. And that's why we make an effort to make sure you have many different ways uh, to listen. And it becomes even more important during the football season. because It, it does. And if you, you say, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute, guys. I didn't hear you mention Donnie. Well, we did a little flip-flopping. Oh, Starting right, today, yeah. the Donnie Gilbert Show will be on Thursdays from 12 to 3, beginning today. And that's just temporary for football season so the Pine Room boys can get out there at Gumby. So that's what we have. Donnie's today, Howard, from uh, 12 to 3. All right, the Donnie Gilbert Radio Show right here on the Watchdog Radio Network. Coming up in the next hour of the show, we'll start off with our good friend uh, Bishop Cummings. It's always fun to talk to him. He's going to talk about his uh, back-to-school event coming up this weekend. And I don't know for sure. Usually they have the uh, Saturday back-to-school pickup giveaway, and then they have the back-to-school fair on Sunday. But I don't know if that's true this year or not, but we'll find out from Bishop. And then he and I will talk about some other stuff as well because I always get just a, just a great kick out of conversing with him. He's just such a fun guy, smart guy. I love it when he says things like, I don't want to go all preacher on you. Well, you are a preacher. Why would you not go preacher on us? So he comes up. And then also next hour, uh, WVU professor, visiting professor of journalism, Joe Jones, is going to be with us to talk about that uh, story out in Kansas where a newspaper office was raided by law enforcement for what the newspaper says was no legitimate reason at all. We'll talk about that. It's all coming up next hour right here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Between Hank Williams' pain songs and Jerry Jeff's train songs and blue eyes crying in the rain, out in Luke and Bob, Texas. 98.1 AM 1600 WKKX Wheeling, FM 97.7 AM 1370 WVLY Moundsville. And Trump and his 18 alleged co-conspirators to trial in early March over 2020 election interference. The DA asking the judge to set March 4th, right in the middle of the campaign and potentially conflicting with other trials. Trump and the 18 alleged co-conspirators will likely have to show up at the county jail where the sheriff has indicated they're ready, expected to be fingerprinted and get their mugshots taken. The sheriff saying defendants can turn themselves in at any time. The jail is open 24-7. ABC's Aaron Katursky. Meantime, a new ABC News Ipsos poll out showing the majority of Americans, 63%, say Donald Trump is facing serious charges in Georgia. Yet the same survey also shows his popularity hasn't changed much. Tied with President Biden at 31% each. In the Maui wildfires in Hawaii, 111 dead now as the searching of burned out homes and abandoned cars continues. And ABC's Gio Benitez reports a security camera captured what could be the first video evidence of how it all began. 